0: You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. It is the Oz Network coming to you once again for another Survivor recap. We are here to wrap up Survivor Island of the Idols, and unfortunately, we weren't able to get Troyzan on uh, once again. So, therefore, we are going with the next best option, of course, the one, the only Miss Mallory Fosser of course you heard on for the first time last week, so popular she was. She's back once again and it's an interesting and fun episode too because this was actually recorded sitting in an airport so you were going to hear a variety of different sounds going around us whilst we recorded this episode. So uh, just warning you, it's an interesting one on many different levels and kind of sums up us being able to recap this season in general given that it was a very interesting season to recap as well. So here is our Survivor Island of the Idols finale recap with the one, the only, Miss Mallory Foster. It is the Oz Network coming to you once again for a Survivor Island of the Idols episode recap. We are done. It is it. It is finished. This season can go in the history books, and many people will probably argue the trash bin as well because we are over with the 39th season of Survivor we have a winner, we have a runner up, we have a third place, we have a fourth place, we have a fifth place, and we have a lot of things to talk about. And an interesting one for you today, because last week we brought this girl on for the very first time in the history of the Oz Network talking about Survivor. And so popular was she that you demanded she come back, and also a lot of scheduling around other people didn't really work out anyway. But anyway, it doesn't matter. The point is that the one and the only the zero time player in Miss Mallory Foster is back. Hello Mallory, welcome back.
1: The zero time what?
0: The zero time player. Yep, that's me. The future player of Season 73, Survivor. We've run out of ideas. Um,
1: Welcome back. Thank you You for having me.
0: You must have enjoyed your time so much that you decided not to leave me and decided to record more with me.
1: Yes, we'll pretend that's what happened.
0: I I just want to reiterate right now. I'm sure I mentioned it in the introduction before we got to this bit, but we are sitting currently right now in the Departures check-in area. That's not a thing. The the domestic check-in area of the Sydney International Airport. We have flown from Invercargill, New Zealand to Auckland, New Zealand to Sydney, Australia. Gone from the international arrivals to the domestic check-in. We can't check in yet. So you're going to hear a lot of background noise here. I'm about a metre away from a toilet. Thankfully, you can't hear what's going on in that toilet. Yep. You look like you're about to say something. That's why I put it there there. Uh, but you'll hear you'll hear lots of talking. We might get interrupted by people. I'm sure we're going to get a bonehead at one point going, "Oh, are you recording a podcast?" <laughs> um, so, but we hope to. We who knows? Um, we could have somebody pop up. A survivor player could be here. Wouldn't that be amazing? If all of a sudden Sandra walked past, or somebody, and then all of a sudden it's like, "Hey, hey, what are you doing?" Oh, cool, look wicked. Anyway, that's not the point. I just thought I'd reiterate. That's why we're here. You're going to hear weird sounds. Mallory, you watch this today. Because you watched it on a tablet on a plane. Give me just an initial viewpoint on the finale and how it all played out in your eyes.
1: Well, I'm sad because Janet didn't win. And other than that, it was pretty boring. And all of the Kelly stuff, just ugh.
0: Just ugh. Yeah, that's it. Is that. Also,
1: wait, come back. I miss the. What is it called? The Rites of Passage? Yeah. I miss that. Every time I watch a finale, I'm like, oh, they didn't do the thing. And yeah, it makes me sad.
0: It is very sad. Well, we can mention that, uh, talk about that a bit more because yeah, it's been now um, 16 seasons, I believe, since we've had it. And we are rapidly approaching a halfway point now where we're going to have more seasons that haven't had it than have actually had it, which is a sad Rite of Passage, funnily enough, that we can mention that. Um but yeah, I, I probably would sum up your sentiments. I, I Look, uh, we'll talk about Tommy, we'll talk about the win and all that sort of stuff. I, I think just in general, this episode was very much like the whole season itself. It had a few good moments that were entertaining and the rest was just dragged down by unnecessary crap and then just over-sensationalized crap at the end with Kelly. So yeah, um, I yeah, I don't really have a whole lot more extra to add on that. I think yeah, this is generally the part where we can talk about Tommy um, the winner, your new winner. And I will start this off by saying that it's a shame that he will I, he will always fall into this trap now of never getting credit and no one will ever look at his game properly because of what this season is. Yep. And I, I don't think that's <clears throat> fair in some aspects, but at the same time, if you were to separate what happened this season and just analyse his game, it's probably also almost a fair assessment because he fits into the mould of season 30 like winners in the 30s, winners they're just, they're average they're they're not brilliant, they did what they had to do to win he's going to be in the bottom half of winners, he's probably going to be in the bottom quarter of winners Uh, yeah, I I think it's, it's a shame that he ended up winning because this season the narrative was so skewed towards a female winner and just, we'll talk about that but, gotta say that I kind of picked him out as a potential winner from about episode two and if you're paying closely it's not really a huge surprise but yeah he's a winner and i just, there's nothing spectacular about him winning this game i don't think what's, what's your take on tommy winning
1: again i'm sad it's not janet that that is my entire opinion on tommy winning i don't feel like i feel like for the final three we got it was the only choice that being said I would have been happier with Nora. Not that Nora played much of a game, but like in that final three, in that final, final four, Tommy deserved it.
0: Yeah, oh, absolutely. As soon as Janet went, Tommy was winning. There was no question in my mind. Um, and Look, I, th- I think it'd be interesting from your perspective just quickly because if people didn't listen to last week and kind of unfamiliar with Mallory's background, Mallory doesn't really have a huge background in Survivor. She's watched a few seasons here and there. You watched a few of the early seasons of the of the 30s, basically. Um, I think you watched through from Worlds Apart through to, I believe, you stopped the Heroes, Killers, Hustlers because you seem to have recognised Ben on that Winners at War promo. So I'm pretty sure that was the last season you watched. This is probably going to be a pointless question because I'm, I'm sure you're going to turn around to me and say, I don't remember them. But... Out of the winners that you remember, can you think of where, you know, compared Tommy to some of those other winners? No. I'll just. You remember Mike winning? No. He won Worlds Apart. He was sort of like the. Is he
1: the was he the. Um, no. Ben is the cowboy hat one. Ben's a cowboy hat. Like before
0: him was Sarah, the cop? No. Nah. Uh, before uh, her was Adam, the one whose mum died just Stupid at the end?
1: Stupid freaking Adam. <laughs>
0: Wow, okay, don't like Adam. Uh, Michelle, uh, she was kind of the young one who beat Aubrey. Yes. Jeremy, the African American guy who beat uh, Tasha and Sa- uh, Spencer at the end. Bald, sort of head dude.
1: I've got nothing.
0: And then Mike. Um, yeah. No. Look, honestly, it's a it's a it's a moot point because I think most Survivor fans would agree that of the last ten seasons that arguably only Jeremy and Sarah are probably the only two winners that would even qualify being in the top half, everyone else is just very just meh but um, the the thing that was interesting I found about this episode though was again it's, it's a very Survivor thing that they always try to really skew your opinion and throw out something last minute and then there was a few inklings there of oh my god Dean could win this just with a few things there, you weren't too keen on that aspect though, you seemed to be thinking that you weren't looking, what was your take on Dean and kind of how he was being portrayed at the end there
1: Dean just didn't deserve it. It was too fluky and just no. Nah.
0: I would. What's your take on this whole DK chilling thing? That's that's Dairy Queen. D like what is DK chilling? I thought that was Dairy Queen, but that'd be DQ chilling, wouldn't
1: it? I I have no idea. I thought that was just like his nickname.
0: Okay, know. DK. Oh, his last name is Kowalski. Okay, the whole time I'm thinking this is like some Dairy Queen catchphrase because I'm thinking DK's is Dairy Queen. Clearly, I spelled Queen with a K. The first time I ever got reference to Dairy Queen was when Baylor sang about it in a pop song afterwards, a country song. We No one in Australia knew what Dairy Queen was. Anyway, yeah, DK Chilling, that annoyed the crap out of me.
1: Okay, I'm sorry.
0: I was just trying to ask your opinion. What did you think of DK I, Chilling?
1: It made no difference to me. I just was annoyed at Dean having an edit where he could have won.
0: Well, I think they kind of have to do something coming into the end because, I mean, Nora was never winning this because clearly just... Um, you know, her with Lauren and kind of the breakdown of Lauren there and then just her just basically yelling at her. Um, Nora was fantastic just as a character, but as a player, my goodness, she would rank as one of the worst players who ever play this game.
1: Nora's the new Debbie, but with less strategy. Oh,
0: hands down. I mean, like, yeah. Abs- Debbie,
1: Debbie is a strategist. Like, I, I'm trying, like, that sounded bad for Debbie. That's not what I meant.
0: You no, know, I, I think everyone will get what you're saying because in terms of character, she's very much a Debbie. But, yeah, you're right. Debbie had game. Debbie could play. And, again, the whole aspect of game is a loose term. Nora did, I think, make some valid points about the social aspect of her game when she was saying that, you know, she was doing what she was doing. And I think she actually did make some valid points on that element of it. But how they do this jury now with the whole open forum, uh, it's just it's just dumb I, I like this I, at the beginning but I miss the old way look I, I was a fan of this at the beginning when they did this in Game Changers like hey this is a cool idea and it's like I initially was a fan of this fire making challenge at the final four now when they brought that into Heroes Healers, Hustlers I hate them both now I think they're just dumb it's so stupid and just the, I mean it's just hard to follow isn't it at the end when you've got this everyone shouting over the top and just doing this and everything else and Jeff's laughing and just it's, and the way like Dean was showboating the way he was kind of like you know boom damn DK Chun, it's just it's just dumb.
1: Yes, I I don't disagree with anything you just said. I don't have anything to add either. I'm sorry.
0: Um, it's just it's just frustrating to watch because it's just all flash and no substance. And again, it takes away I think from Tommy's win because you know they as you, as you were saying like how they kind of paint this picture The Dean's all of a sudden going to win you're DK and I did this boom 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 and then they cut to Tommy who's all of a sudden looking worried and then you see the jurors going oh yeah no no you're right oh yes oh absolutely absolutely but then you've got it's not even a close vote it's like what was it oh, how many jurors do we have like 38 to 2 or something
1: you don't realise that it's not a close vote it was 8 to 2
0: you're right 8 to 2 I, I forgot how many jurors there were.
1: it was 8 to 2 and it it felt, it, uh, it did not feel like that. It felt way closer because they skip over all of the votes for Tommy, basically. And, like, because he just, like, goes through it so quick, it's just, like, this awkward thing, like, oh, like, what just happened?
0: And this is this is the problem with Modern Survivor. It has been since Nicaragua. Uh, taking out Wendell and, um, uh, God, why I've gone blank in his name, um, the tie vote that we had in Ghost Island. Um, we just haven't had a close vote since, and it's always, this always happens. And it's just, you know, we fall for it every season. Oh, it could be a close vote. It could be a close vote. Um, but, yeah, it just, it just doesn't happen. But um, did you – I mean, I, I know kind of you watch this differently to how I would watch this, and you probably don't pay attention to things like winner's edits and things like that. But did you ever get a feeling it's at any point that Tommy was going to, like, a, a chance to win this game, just, just in your observations throughout this season?
1: I think from the be- – sorry. I think that from the beginning – you could see that Tommy had a shoe in like I think that like I understand what you mean by winners at it like I do I understand what you're saying it's not something that I am specifically looking for because it's I'm not a huge survivor person so it's not something that I can specifically look for if that makes sense um that being said I never loved Tommy I never said "Oh, I want Tommy to win
0: Dominic, thank you. By by the way, for those people screaming at the uh, the speakers right now of who Wendell went up against, of course, in Ghost Island. Um, yeah, no, I know, I know what you mean, but I just think this the many issues of this season. I think that it was so skewed towards a female winner because you know the, the giveaways Jeff props at the beginning we've got a lot of strong women this season. Like, Jeff doesn't usually drop things like that, but then now it makes complete sense. He's just taking on the the trend of, like, this is what's happening in society right now, so let's draw in people by trying to make people believe this is... But, I mean, again, having said that, not to take away from that, there were a lot of strong female characters this season, absolutely. I just don't feel you should single out any gender-based because this is not how Survivor works. Like, I don't think most people don't watch Survivor... And, and think otherwise. We just watch it for the players. It doesn't matter who they are or what gender they are. We just watch it for the players. But then you had other giveaways, though. Like, that, that quote from Sandra about halfway through when she says to Rob, like, oh, we're going to have a woman winning this season. Like, it's just... What was the point of shoving that in there? Like, usually every little aspect of these things that Survivor does is for a grand... There's a story there or something like that. But that was just weird. Um, and then just everything that came out of it, like, that to me is a disappointing aspect of Tommy winning. It's it's because it was played out this way and we've now had what five men win in a row and again i know i just not contradicting myself by saying i don't usually like to look at people and base things on this that and everything else when it comes to this but this is the first time in the history of Survivor we've ever had one gender win five times in a row so it's it's crazy and i think now we've blown out to you know out of the 38 winners we're probably now at about like 23 men and 15 women, or like the proportions are very much skewed in the men's favor right now, which is just odd. But, um, yeah, I, I think that, um, it's that's where I'm disappointed. I don't know if you've got anything to add on that. You, again, you don't really watch it that way, but.
1: Yeah, again, it doesn't really make a difference to me if it was a man or a woman who won. Um, I just, I feel like I should have more, inf- not information, more opinions than I do at the moment. But I just felt that this episode was really bland. And even the um, reunion was very bland as well. And I think because of that, I'm just like, I, I don't care anymore. Like, it it was a really quick from, oh, I'm excited to watch the finale, to Janet's been voted out, everything went downhill. There There's nothing of substance in this episode or in the reunion.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. And I, I think this is, look, yeah. Nothing, nothing different to add there. I think you've well, definitely summed it up.
1: I don't know if that makes me a boring guest to have, but I just like I don't have anything to say because there's nothing to have a real opinion
0: on. It's, no, it doesn't, because I think you're right, and I think it's like an important thing to remember for a lot of people who have been watching these shows in the beginning. Because again, we went over this last week. You weren't there at the beginning in terms of how you understood the Survivor finale used to be an event. This was this was hyped up. I'm sure you've seen those finales where they get there and they're like. 38 days ago, 16 Americans began the adventure of a lifetime. They did nothing this time around. They just treated like this was just a normal episode, which was just shit. And, like, this used to be a thing where it was all like, oh my God, who's going to win? Who's going to do that? Who's going to do everything? And, there was just nothing, absolutely nothing around that this week. And then the way it kind of started, and like Rob and Sandra getting a boat, and oh, guess what? You're living here now, and you've got a limited edition buff, so Buff can sell some extra buffs on planetbuff.com. And oh, look, there just happens to be a clue on here with a machete. Let's add another idol at the end. And I, I completely forgot that DK Chillin had an idol nullifier. Um, which, again, this is just, this is where advantages, there's too many of them they they shouldn't have this many at final five as well because it's exactly what happened in Game Changers when Saree just got like taken out because everybody had a bloody idol so she was the only one who could go home um, and here we just have idols and nullifiers and it's just stupid and I was yeah I was sad J- J- I was watching this live um, for the first time I think since I was at the Game Changers finale and just as Janet was about to get a torch up Mallory rings me I wasn't going to answer it and I'm like I'm just I can't talk right now I'm like there's a vote out and you literally just went and I'm like Sure, and I don't even know remember what you said. But um, yeah, this I think this is the part everyone was sad. Like just Janet going and like look, I love Lauren too. I, I was sad Lauren went Lauren wasn't gonna win but like I the one thing I, the, the things that I appreciate in this episode, I loved all the Nora stuff. Nora's fantastic. She's a great character. And I actually really liked that moment between her and Lauren because, uh, because it, it it did remind me. You saw the Katie Gold episode of Australian Survive when she kind of broke down. It wasn't obviously as intense and full on as Katie's reaction, but it's been a while, I feel, since we've had an actual, like, emotional breakdown to the of Lauren's extent where, like, she's legitimately that upset. Um, and. Yeah, like I don't know. I, I don't know if you liked that moment because it, it was a good bit of drama I liked between those two. I,
1: again, I, I feel indifferent. Like, I I just... I had already felt like the game was over as soon as Janet got voted out and because of that, I kind of... Like, I think I switched off a little bit. Um, but I do understand what you're saying. Like, I, I don't think I appreciate the breakdown like you do because I don't... I I understand why you appreciate it but I just don't really care to that extent and I was kind of like like I realized that you know you're going home Lauren but like just take it there's nothing you can do you know
0: what's your viewpoint on the final fire challenge
1: I don't really understand why it's that way
0: basically uh, they short history lesson very short it became a final three because people at the final two Everyone always complained that the third-place person was the worthy winner. That, that that true player that everybody wanted to win and played the best game always got taken out at the end. So they introduced the final three to try and combat that, right? It never worked. And then the argument was that the person who finished fourth always got taken out beforehand, you know, so they try to create this fair system where they would one person would bring in the other two, just bought out with fire to make it fair so that you could have three strong players at the end, essentially. But it never works out, so... Yeah, I, it's it's a dumb decision, I think, to do that. I think with with Lauren and Janet going home first, it took out any opportunity for a close finish. Janet gone, like, I think if Lauren had have gotten there instead of Tommy, if Nora was smart, and that's just a dumb thing to say. Like, not, I'm just saying Nora's dumb, but, like, in terms of the game, you don't take Tommy to the end. You get rid of Tommy, or you make him make fire. I think you take Dean to the end, and then you make Lauren and, and Tommy battle it out because there's there's, there's your competition. Um, I think if Lauren is at the end with Dean and Nora, that's a very close vote. Very close vote. Um, And, again, not saying that Nora had a chance of winning this game, but I think most people on paper could have seen that if she had any chance, from 0.0001% to 0.01%, it was doing that. But, anyway, that's not the point. Um, Yeah, Janet, that just sucks. (laughs) Like, it just... Oh, he! I, like you and I, I think it all but had come to the conclusion last week that she was winning. I think I was there, saying putting the stats out. She will become the oldest winner. She will do this. She will do that, and then she's gone. But um, was she your was she your favorite player the entire season?
1: Yeah, I think Elaine runs a very close second, but I reckon Janet was.
0: Yeah, no, I, I would be. I would be up there, very much talking about that as well.
1: I also one hundred percent cried when um, Sia chose Elaine and Janet as her hundred thousand dollar prize winners because I just like of all the people on that on this cast not that I know anything about any of them like those are the two who you watch and you appreciate and you say those are the two who deserve to win this game and yeah I cried
0: I want to talk about that in a minute uh just two quick things the one thing that I did laugh at though when this whole stupid idol hunt was happening between um Tommy and Dean was Dean's oh yeah I'm listening bro but I'm just gonna go take a poop um that was kind of funny um actually and one thing too like the fact that they basically are given a mansion for like the last two three nights um just back to your point at the very beginning when you said you miss the rites of passage that like uh, that was just an amazing moment they always would have in every season and it is such a shame like i'm glad you remember that like just because you none of the seasons you would have watched in the last two years had it but um what, what what was it specifically about the rites of passage that you enjoyed
1: Oh, I just enjoyed, like, I love all the flashbacks to, like, the beginning of the season. Like, Elaine's, like, um, what is it called when, like, shows do, like, the flashback cut when people get, like, voted off? Like a montage. Yeah. No, there's something else, but I can't think of what it is. Anyway, I just, like, I I really enjoy that. Like, I enjoy seeing, like, their their highlight reel, that's what I want to call it, of, like, their season. Like, I just like that. And it, I think it almost helps you to encompass and realize what has happened over the last 30 episodes or however many episodes there are in a season because it's like like it's a lot to take in i think sometimes and i think that it just helps to like solidify like the memory of like oh yeah like i remember that person they were great or they suck like they should have gotten voted out earlier like i just i always really appreciated that
0: and this is going back to my uh, point before about so the finale being an event because it was all about, you know, who's going to win the game and everything, but it was about remembering and reflecting on those plays, particularly too, and I'll just say this quickly, that I think it's more important than ever now that you're going to ignore everyone at the reunion Fucking give them two seconds of time to acknowledge them because, like, you know, if, if I'm on this season and I'm Ronnie, I'm Molly, I'm Vince, like, I'm shitty right? because like they just get absolutely shunned even more, particularly in a season with so much crap that we've had to put up with on this season.
1: I think that, yeah, as part of the rites of passage and in the finale and the reunion, I think that they used to get more airtime and it was more of an open, like. Jeff would interview the cast of the season not the t- final three you know
0: absolutely and this leads us into the reunion because look I, I mean there's nothing else in the finale you wanted to talk about just yeah, yeah. reunions are just absolute right I mean any Survivor fan will know the, the dreaded Karamoan oh. reunion I think the, the Survivor reunion has been dead since season 26
1: did it not it used to be longer
0: yes okay. so, well, so basically what it used to be is they were very strict in the fact that the finale would be two hours the reunion would be an hour with ads, obviously. Now, they basically, because Jeff has now turned this into, I'm in the audience, I'm interviewing people on stage, it essentially, he they classified almost as a three-hour episode. And I think there was a, a season a couple of years ago where the reunion literally clocked in at 17 minutes without ads because this is, the, this is where it's just ridiculous. Off the top of my head, Philippines season 25 was the last time they spoke to everyone. And then we had the dog's breakfast that was season 26 when they literally had half the cast in the crowd they didn't even get the pre-jurors up on the stage because um, that was the very first time that one player wasn't at the reunion. Um, he wasn't invited because there was a whole issue and all that sort of stuff. So that was the first time it happened and it's just gone downhill ever since. Now, we'll get to the obvious bit to talk about the reunion, but yeah, you're right. Like it's it's They they talked to, talk to Tommy, but the other things too that they're not doing anymore, which I think is not fair... You talk about this highlights reel and montage. Every winner will get a two-minute clip of the best bits of them winning that always comes in from the ad break of, Tommy's a winner, we'll be back after this with a reunion. The first thing they always cut to is a highlights reel of that winner. They did not do that with Tommy. Now, I can't remember enough of the last few seasons to see if this is the first time they've never done that or they've been doing that for a few seasons. A, that is a terrible thing to do. They even just gelled over him, barely spoke to anyone else after that, and then it was it's just... It was absolutely baffling how terrible this one was. We knew it was going to be bad because there was at least three that weren't there. Jack, Dan, and Elizabeth weren't there. I, there might have even been more than that. I, I don't know.
1: Every time they had a like wide shot of the stage, I was trying to figure out at first who was in the back row because there were, were there three or four rows, but like... I I was watching on a tablet so like probably not the best quality to start with but like I just felt like you didn't like you didn't even see like there was no acknowledgement of the people who did turn up if that makes sense
0: absolutely and like this is this is the thing that the reunions to me this is what they're for and if you're gonna just do this and also Rob and Sandra do not get talked to at that reunion this is not about them again if I'm if I'm anyone from the like like Tom didn't get a mention about being Canadian we'll talk about that like Vince was entertaining when he was on there before Jason with the way he went out like these were entertaining moments that should be brought up don't talk to Rob and Sandra they're not on this season it is stupid this isn't the first time they've done this they've obviously talked to people in the crowd before oh, look here's Cochrane. Cochrane, what do you think about this oh here's Rob you know they've done it before when they're not even on the season but oh anyway sorry you were about to say something
1: no I just realized like little nitpicky things about the finale that I forgot about um all of the missy and elizabeth fan reactions as the final tribal is happening like that really really annoyed me and in actually in the tribal with janet when janet got voted out as well like both of that like it's literally every single every two seconds they like go to the reaction that missy has and it's like stop like we don't care about what she thinks that's not what it's about right now and the second thing is that rob and sandra weren't in their little hut and mm-hmm. that made me sad
0: yeah, they just kind of went off. They Yeah, that was kind of odd that they weren't there. But no, like, I mean, look, I, I know what you mean about the reactions. That's been, a, that's been a thing on Survivor ever since the classic days of Eliza's reactions. But, like, and the thing is, too, and this is... We'll talk about this after when it comes to sort of a, a talking point during the week, is that most people know the magic of television. Those reactions probably aren't even to what they're being said anyway, because that's why they're filming them all the time, so...
1: Well, it's one thing to put a reaction in of, like... Like, say, like, three reactions total of different things from different people, but literally every single sentence that was said, you saw their reactions, every single one, and it was just like, okay, I I don't need to see her make these faces over and over, like, I just don't care.
0: And, and this is the thing, too. They know they're on a TV show. They know that they're going to show it. They know they're going to get turned into a GIF. They know that the Survivor fan community are going to use it over and over again. I mean, there was that famous one um, from a couple of years ago with, and I've gone blank on her name, but she was sipping on the tea, like kind of like, you know, this, and everyone uses it all the time. So, eh, yeah, it's it's the way of the world. It's how it works, sadly. Um, yeah, look, I don't want to dwell on this too much. We dwelt on this last week. We've dwelt on it all season. We want to forget about this season because this is what... St- st- Tarring this season, this whole situation with Kelly and just singling it out and turning it into the Jeff Prope show like, yes, words can't even describe. Just this is just, yeah, I, I don't even know what to say about this anymore. But Jeff apologized, great. Um, you know, a lot of people were happy about that, I'm sure. I didn't read the reactions, I didn't want to. The fact that they advertise this as Kelly's not had her chance to speak, I mean. There's a little thing called social media now. Every single news story about this has featured everything that she's had in response to this. Jeff's come out and said this because he's seen the backlash that he and Survivor got about this and that they should have handled this differently. That's why he's apologised. I honestly, knowing on, you know, uh, yeah, look, I don't even want to get into this anymore. What, Just anything you want to add on this?
1: I don't know. I, like, my thing is that I don't think it needed to be one-on-one. And I don't think it needed to be as long as it was. But other than that, like, I, I didn't really mind because, like, they do have to do damage control. Like, yes, social media exists. Yes, we are seeing everyone's reactions right away. But, like, they are a large franchise and they, they do need to do damage control. Like, I, I just, from that perspective, I don't, like, I didn't mind it as much as I maybe should have. My thing was, okay, yes, Kelly hasn't had a chance to speak. Dan hasn't either. Like, what about this alleged person who complained? You know? Like, it's just, it's the one-sidedness that bothered me more than, like, I didn't mind how it was handled on TV. I didn't mind that she got half of the reunion episode. Like, I was just like, I don't, I don't really care. Like, I'm watching this because I need to get through the episode. But, like, like, I don't really care. I'm over this situation. It was the one-sidedness that was kind of just like, come on, guys, you can do better than that.
0: And I absolutely agree with you, and I think that what should have happened if you want to do this properly and so that you've got a fair judgment... I mean, for, for God's sake, you, you you don't make it live anymore and fear that these players are going to speak out and say stuff. That wouldn't have mattered in the first place anyway because you got her one-on-one. So the, the live factor doesn't come into play there. Have them on stage in a live environment and allow other people to talk about this because this is where, you know... Janet should have been able to speak up again or, you know, and like Elizabeth and Missy, you, you talk about the one-sidedness about, you know, Elizabeth and Missy released those statements afterwards about how they played. Jeff, I've always said you're the best host on television today, but this is where I think he failed. He should be grilling Missy and Elizabeth about what they did. And, you, yeah, you're right. It's very, and he should be grilling Dan. He should He should have Dan on stage questioning Dan. Dan should have a chance to speak out and say his side of things because you're right; it shouldn't be so one-sided. But then, no one's going to believe him anyway. So, grill him. Yeah, but look, I I am sick of talking about it. So, unless there's anything else you want to add,
1: um, can we just talk about how Jamal and Jack are roommates? Well, this is the best. No,
0: no, no. We're going to get to that. Oh, the one thing. The only other thing I actually I wanted to add is that a lot of fans have been talking about this um, article that Jeff Varner has written on his blog about gaslighting and I think a lot of people are quick to sort of jump to conclusions with Jeff Varner because of what happened to him in the past that you know oh it's just crap don't read it look no matter what side of the table you you view this whole situation this season I would recommend it on this whole level that Mallory and I've been trying to talk about seeing different sides to it Jeff goes into great detail of explaining uh things about editing television And sort of how it's told from a perspective to make it seem how it is. He's not pointing blame at Kelly. He's not pointing blame at Dan. He's just telling it with a different side of the brush. And I think that it is a very valid read just to kind of get an open-ended spectrum. That's all I will say about that. Okay. A few positives before we get to some questions. Yes. Jack and Jamal living together. And can we also point out, Jack and Elizabeth are a couple. So Elizabeth didn't go to the reunion. I think we talked about that last week. Allegedly around... Just certain aspects of it, great. But Jack apparently didn't go because he was supporting Elizabeth and it was also then put on social media that these two were together. So, Jamal and Jack living together and Jack and Elizabeth as a couple. See,
1: I don't even remember Jack and Elizabeth, like, interacting. I I honestly, I barely remember Jack other than that little bit of questioning that he had in the jury. They weren't
0: even on a tribe ever together.
1: Yeah. But congratulations, you met and you're together. Like, good job, guys. I just don't care like one of you should have showed up and i understand that elizabeth has to do damage control for her career as an athlete but like don't use it for the game in the first part um just because we're on the topic of elizabeth and i know that we were supposed to move past this the line that um jeff drops in his interview with kelly about how they have elizabeth and missy have both released statements like apologizing for using this as part of the game like I don't know. It's like it's what he says is like worded very, like specifically, and it just it really it was like no one deserves hate mail or something like that. I was like, yes, you're correct. No one does. But also, if there was a time for it, this is it. Like, what are you ladies doing? I'm sorry. I I don't care about Missy and Jack, no Elizabeth and Jack being in a relationship. I just I don't care. Jack and Jamal being in a relationship as roommates. Heck yes, this makes me so happy. I said to you as Jamal was saying this on the um, on the reunion episode. I paused it, looked over at Ben, and goes, "Oh my gosh, this is the best thing ever!" And it was legitimately the best thing about these two episodes.
0: It was uh, that's yeah, that's just one of these most random little things that um, yeah, it was crazy. It was so crazy that that actually happened uh so good for them that's fantastic and look I, i'm not saying they put that little scene in there about the whole do-rag situation just to put that because they wouldn't have known when they edited that they were living together but it kind of adds a little bit of okay well that's kind of cool that they still have ended up living together so good for them um, and like and jamal's like 10 years older than him too so that's kind of i like that it's cool
1: i just i love jamal i'm a huge yeah, so fan yeah
0: no i mean and this is the thing too that like I feel that... I don't know how I come across when I'm trying to put opinions out there and things like that. And, like, I know I was very negative on that episode with Jamal and kind of that situation about why do we need to see this? This is blah, 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 blah. But, like, I think that, as I said in that episode, like, Jamal's conversation, like, I I felt very, like, strongly towards him explaining it the way he did. And this is... And this might come across one way. I don't know. This is the difference between Kelly and Jamal to me is that they both suffered two things to them which were offensive to them and then they decided to speak out about it. Fantastic. That's their prerogative. Let them do that way. But I come away from that situation. Both those situations I've had no experience in so I feel that ultimately I can't really form a proper opinion on situations that haven't happened to me. But I feel educated enough with the way Jamal said it that he, he comes at you and that that confessional as just calmly and educational and explaining why. Whereas Kelly obviously comes from a more of an emotional level Which cites a a viewpoint left or right. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. I respect Jamal. That's my point I'm trying to say with this. I'm not saying I don't respect Kelly, but I'm just saying I like Jamal. And Kelly, look, I I don't really have an overall opinion of her. I'm sorry what happened to her happened. But, hey, at the end of the day, I'm sick of talking about the situation here. I'm going to talk about (laughs) it. Sorry.
1: Jamal just handles things beautifully whether it's a situation happening to himself or an outside perspective saying we need to educate ourselves as men to be able to deal with these situations better. Because that's how he handled the whole Kelly thing. Like, he he just handles himself well. And I don't know if I'm remembering this correctly, but I'm pretty sure in the episode where the rag comment was made he walks away, he says I don't want to talk about this right now. I need to calm down first. Yeah. And I think that that's part of what makes me respect him more because Kelly is, I need to approach this right now I need to deal with it, I need to get it done and over with, which is where that emotional aspect comes in and where you're just going to say whatever to get your point across and I think that again, that's where Jamal handles himself well because he says, no, I'm going to wait I'm going to calm down and I'm going to then explain to you why this hurt me
0: Absolutely, yeah I completely agree, I think you summed it up very very well, but um, no, I love Jamal absolutely. What have you discovered?
1: Sure sorry everyone we are sitting in an airport and we were on a diet for six months and now we're off our diet for a few weeks and i forgot that red rooster even existed
0: all the greasy food um i just want to quick back to one topic that you mentioned before the sea of oat look i know you loved it i'm glad you you cried you got emotional it's fantastic just i just really want to quickly say i hate this I'm glad that Sia is a fan of the show and that she does this but the problem I have with this is that CBS are just becoming cheapskates because they used to give out the $100,000 then it became a sprint thing and now it's just a sporadic and this isn't even a thing every year now it just it pops up whenever Sia can be bothered and I like Sia I like her music great but like I you're a recluse fantastic but like stop putting your name to something and just show up like if you're that much of a fan, you've got a guaranteed seat in the audience. I've seen it. it's literally there every single finale. Why it's showing up rather than watching from home? My goodness, I hate this. Just bring back the fan vote and then get it over and done with.
1: I only knew it as the sprint vote. I think I don't think I ever knew it as the um, as CBS. It was the fan vote, wasn't it? Also the fan vote when Sprint sponsored it, though.
0: Yeah, it was. A, it was a fan vote. Sprint sponsored it. Um, my, my, my thing is like, okay, CBS might not have specifically done it. that might have always been a sponsorship thing, but my point is that like they advertise that each year as like a thing. Like, mm-hmm. don't just bring it back when you feel like it. What do they do? Do they text see you like a week before the finale? Sup see you like anyone this season? Nah, they're all shit. Okay, cool. Like, like I don't get it, and like it's just it's just dumb.
1: I think that, like, I understand where you're coming from. Don't get me wrong. I just appreciate that Janet and Leigh weren't and elaine were the ones who got it and jamal like i love jamal don't get me wrong but like janet and elaine deserved it and i'm not saying jamal didn't this yeah anyway not the point 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 is i i understand as a fan that you're angry but like i just it it makes no difference to me like congratulations three more people get that much more prize money like i just i just appreciated seeing those two getting it and like If I was a fan, I would probably feel how you feel, that this is a dumb way to do it. But again, I just don't care that much because I feel like Sia's current views line up with mine. (laughs) But that being said, like, if it's such a problem, all that they need to do is say, okay, we're going to turn this into a fan vote and Sia's still going to sponsor it. And if she's unhappy, then she'll just change it and they won't tell anyone. Like, come on
0: yeah look and and, and like, like one thing one thing too like it, it annoys me then that people get all up in arms about this about like oh she should have given it to Kelly she deserved it more like just this is where it was. becomes it was stupid favorite
1: character it was the favorite character of the season that is how they advertised it it was Sia's favorite characters from the season, not yeah. who Sia thinks needs the money the most if
0: this was a fan vote, then yes Kelly would have won it because they would have all voted for her because oh. that people yeah anyway oh. um before we get to the questions we've done about two or three episodes of it earlier this year and we're about to conduct survivor month uh, to celebrate 40 seasons and 20 years but the most exciting thing to me across this three hours across this entire season was we got a 90 second promo of winners at war the official title we've known that for some time we've known all the players but for the first time in survivor history we have a full cast told to us at a prim- at a finale, which is a big deal. They've obviously been kind of relaxing this the last few seasons by showing us a few players every now and then. But this is the first time we know the full cast in you know two months now before the season premieres. Even All Stars, they didn't leak it till you know beforehand. But um, I- I- I'm interested to think your takes on it because again, this doesn't mean as much to you as it does to me and other fans because you don't know. You probably only know about five of these winners. Like what? just a quick view take on what you think a, an all-winner season is going to be like.
1: I I'm not even going to answer the original question. I really love the title of this season.
0: As someone, It's grown on me.
1: As someone who doesn't like follow Survivor really to begin with, I actually didn't know the title until the little promo and I was like, oh, like, I actually really like the title. Like, I think it's cute. Um, yeah, I only know like five of the names at the most like some of the names i know because you talk about people but it's just yeah it's not and
0: i'm gonna go through them in a second you're just gonna be a yay or nay in a minute but um it's an interesting perspective that you have about the the title because a lot of people complained about that when it was first leaked but i think i've warmed to it now i would much prefer <laughs> i would sense. but i would much prefer it's just called all winners i think it should just be called survivor season 40 all winners that's all you need to call it but winners at war it's maybe the second best option you can have there
1: but, like, they're winners and they're at war with each other. I love it. I think it just – I, I, yeah, anyway.
0: Look, I just think it just – this is going to be the fifth full All-Star season. I think All-Stars, obvious. Heroes versus villains, well, it turned out to be good. Like, even though a few – you know, okay, they're, are they really a villain? Are they really a hero? Uh, second chances, I just call it Cambodia. But, like, again, makes sense. Game Changers, dumb title because the majority of people on there weren't Game Changers. They should have just called that season All-Stars 2 because that would have then made more sense this season all winners that's all you need to call it but um, I do like the fact that we have the number big number 40 on the logo actually so um, that's actually I believe the first time we've had a number uh, just quickly so we're going to go through these and you're going to give me a yay or nay uh, if you even know who I'm talking about Natalie Anderson
1: no
0: nah. Tyson Apostle no nah. Danny Boatwright no nah. you will know that name trust me because I'm oh. going to be talking a lot about her because we love Danny Sophie Clark no
1: nah. Jeremy Collins no nah.
0: I mentioned him before but anyway uh, Sandra Diaz Twine
1: not yes, obviously.
0: Ben Drybergen.
1: Is that the one, the cowboy? Yep, yeah, yes.
0: Michelle Fitzgerald.
1: Wait, is that the one who beat out Aubrey? Yep. I I know that as soon as I start watching the season, I'll know who she is, who she is. But at the moment, not.
0: Nah. Wendell Holland. Not nah. Adam Klein.
1: Is he the one who cried? Yep. Fucking! Why does he get to come back?
0: Yul Kwon. No. Sarah Lucena, She was.
1: No, I don't remember her.
0: Uh, Amber Mariano. Uh, yes. I did actually, like, as much as I'm sick of seeing Rob already, but I did like that little line of, like, how am I going to tell the kids that I voted their mother out? And, my God, she looks incredible. I'm sorry. Like,
1: Rob. And, uh,
0: Amber just looks gorgeous. She's 40. I cannot believe that we're going to watch Amber as a 40-year-old. She's still, like, a 22-year-old in Australian Outback to me. Um, Rob Mariano.
1: I just need to point out how old Rob looks. Like, if Sandra Amber doesn't but <laughs> If Amber looks amazing, Rob looks like shit. <laughs> like he he looks to be 50 and she looks to be 30. Like yeah. They really aged in the opposite directions.
0: One thing, though, that I actually kind of, I don't know if I liked or not, was when they cut to Amber in the crowd, and she just gives, like, a gentle wave, and she's got, like, a 20,000 kids there. Like, this is a this is a legend of Survivor. You should be paying more respect to this person, Rob. It's kind of like what they did um, when Brad was on a couple of seasons ago, and they just cut to Monica in the crowd. Like, oh, look, there's a woman who nearly won Survivor, but she's just the mum tonight, so we don't need to pay respect to her. Uh, um, poverty.
1: Wait, wait, wait. Can we go back to Rob and Amber for sure. a second? Um, the shirts that their kids wore, all four of them are in matching ugly as shirts they are so ugly
0: i just i just i can't and i'm going to i'm going to get this so much in the next month when we talk all winners because i think it's really hitting to me how excited i am for amber now this is a woman who when all stars first came about i was so pissed off that she was coming back because elizabeth my love from australian outback Said no because she was making a very big name for herself at the time. So the replacement, well, oh, we need the hot another hot chick from Australia. Let's get Amber. Amber was the poor girl's Elizabeth. I'm like oh Amber, no one liked Amber. She went on to win All Stars, marry Rob, fantastic. But like, like I was thinking about this the other day. I thought Ethan was the oldest player, like in terms of seasons. But it's not Amber because Amber may have won season eight, but she was first on season two. So she's the old school player on this. She's in my, my three, four main people that I'm most excited for. Amber, Kim, Danny, and Ethan are my four that I'm like, oh, my God, I can't believe we have seen them play again. And just Amber. I'm so excited to see Amber play. And I think Amber can win this game. I'm just pointing that out. Anyway, uh, Rob, you know, uh, poverty.
1: That is if Rob doesn't vote her out.
0: No, Rob will get voted out before Amber. I will put money on it right now. um I,
1: No, I, I agree. I just thought that the line was funny.
0: But, but as I keep saying, as I said the other month, I would like – I would blow an O-ring if Amber and Rob teamed up again and did it again. Like, it won't happen. I will bu- I will bet everything I own on the fact that that won't happen again. But if it did, I will gladly lose everything I own because that would be gold television and put a stamp on why I love All-Stars so much. Anyway, and I'm not even a Boston Rob fan. This is coming from a non-Boston Rob fan. Parvati Shallow, come on, you know Parvati. Everyone knows Parvati.
1: Yes, but, like, not as well as you think I do, but yes. But you
0: still know who she is this is the one who we are most excited about because you are with me and you will love this woman she is the second greatest player to ever play this game the greatest female to ever step foot in the game of Survivor only a smidgen behind Brian she gets better every time on the most underrated season of Survivor history Kim Spradlin say yes you know her and she's a queen she's amazing
1: yes I know her and she's a queen and she's amazing
0: she's the one when I was at the after I went to the finale I don't care if I've told this story a hundred times I still just get excited for it I went to the Game Changers finale, we came back, they had the after-party section before the after-party, and we were in there, I was talking to somebody, and somebody said, oh, Kim Spradlin's here. I basically like, grabbed them and was like, where is she? And then they pointed out, and I ran away and just went straight to her, because like, she's just... Anyway, she's amazing. Or speaking of amazing, Denise Stapley, but you won't know who that is.
1: I do not.
0: She's the oldest female to ever have won, um, but yeah, anyway, she's great. She's fantastic. Uh, Tony! 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 It's been a long time. To- I have not done a Tony impersonation since he told me off for doing an impersonation. He didn't tell me off, but... I to a question. I said, do you Tony impersonation? Because all season I'd been doing it I'd, and then it was terrible. So I go to Tony. I'm like, oh, I'm Tony, I'm a police officer. And there was silence. And he's like, don't ever do that again, man. <laughs> <laughs> so I've, I've never done it ever since. <laughs> Until now. Nick Wilson. No. And Ethan. Oh, Ethan.
1: He's the one who had
0: lymphoma. Yeah, he won Tina's season. Uh, T-Bird season. Oh, my God. I just called T-Bird Tina. Oh, God. I'm glad T-Bird doesn't listen to this. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> oh, she's going to hate me. Someone's going to pass it on to her. All right, let's get to some listener questions now. I appreciate the fact that we got some in because we did this very last minute. We we're meant to have Troy's on again. Scheduling, couldn't do it. So last minute we got Mallory on. But fantastic that we got these questions in. So last minute. Um, actually, before I get to these ones, I do actually have one from a familiar voice. And that is Mr. Colin Hilding, who did comment on our post. Just uh, bear with me here as we do this. How are you doing, Mallory? Just quick talk to the listener.
1: Shall we talk about the twist that we don't know anything about.
0: The money twist with yeah. the tokens. We know about that. It's been leaked. But um, oh, What? Basically, they get given a certain so- amount of tokens. If people don't want to know and they want to know on the day, it's been leaked. But anyway, basically, they get given a certain amount of tokens and then they will get given a menu and then they can buy advantages. So, like, you might get given 10 tokens. 10 tokens will buy you an idol. 5 will buy you an extra vote. And, like, you've got to use them sporadically throughout the game.
1: But, like, are there still going to be idols? Probably. Like- The Sims dumb
0: yeah welcome to the world of Survivor where uh, every time you hear about a twist 99% of the time they were dumb Um, okay let's see here so on our post this is on Facebook and I haven't even read these so we're going to do this Dan Sogle hello Dan Um, posted in the wrong place will it be season 41 or 42 that they do Goat Island with each of this season's final three leading a tribe Um, probably 41
1: okay Uh, yes
0: Colin Hilding now, I've been told to say that this is a very Missy-style uh, question. Were you equally as disappointed as I was that we had the first ever Canadian player and it was never addressed on screen or by Probst?
1: I totally understand why it's a very Missy question. Um, like, yes and no. I I think that I just appreciate that, hey, he was the first ever Canadian player and I just am happy about that. Like, I, I don't want to email probes and tell him to come out and apologise because come on he doesn't need to
0: I just want to also laugh Colin uh, the fact that I've you've literally, this is to date this we're going to be talking Star Wars in a couple of days there's a lot to digest of Star Wars this isn't Star Wars it's Survivor but Colin's obviously just gotten back from seeing Star Wars and has messaged me with pretty much the same reaction that Mallory and I had leaving the cinema where Colin's basically said I feel like I have to see this to know how I feel about this movie and yes Colin that's basically what Mallory and I have talked about when we left the cinema um, yeah look I, I, I'm just going to say I think it's terrible Terrible that they did not address anything to do with him, um, because it is a groundbreaking moment that he was the first Canadian. Like this is actually a, a huge deal that they've got someone from another country on this show, and he created history. So it doesn't matter, you know. They should have just at least addressed it. Jeff simply could have just said, you know, uh, you know, you, Tom, you were the first Canadian. How do you feel? I'm Like that's it. We will have a Can- Canadian versus American season. We should. That'll be great. Maybe it will be more of a thing there. But, yeah, he's, he's a pioneer for Survivor. That's a weird thing to say. But, yeah, anyway. Um, so let's go through these other ones that we got. Uh, if I can find them. Thank you very much. Katie Silas. Thank you, Katie. They had, like, six men speaking and I think only Parvin Sarah for women. But otherwise, a good preview. My question is, should Idols and Advantages expire at six, not five, so we get one clean vote before making Final Four? Fire at four. It just kills the suspense. Uh, without a clip at the end. Katie, I said yes before to this in terms of I think it's stupid that they have this at the final five. It is dumb. You're right. Uh, I don't know if you have any thoughts on that.
1: I don't. I'm sorry.
0: Uh, June says, if Janet never told Tommy about her no. idol, she'd have gotten it into the end and won. Do, what do you think?
1: I disagree. I think that Dean isn't stupid enough to not play his last advantage. I think that no matter what had... Tommy told Dean about the fact that Janet had an idol or not. I think he still would have played the nullifier for Janet because he had seen earlier that she possibly had it.
0: 100% agree. I, yeah, completely agree.
1: Which, like, makes me sad, don't get me wrong, but I, I don't think Janet could get past Final Five with Dean knowing of the possibility of her
0: having it. One thing I admit uh, Dean had so many of these overly cocky confessionals, and there was one where he, like, turned around and was like, no one in the history of Survivor's ever done what I've done all these fans have been there from the beginning will appreciate me and I'm just like dude you've watched two episodes of this show before you came on like really Uh anyway uh, let's see Uh, thanks June I'm trying to get rid of your question there we go Karina I had to laugh when Jeff said in the preview every winner you would want to see seriously Jeff where's Tina Richard Jennifer, for JT absolutely Karina that was um, I think the subtitle should be every winner Jeff wanted to see Uh, because yes Uh, Richard's missing Tina's missing Vesepia's missing Jenna's Brian's missing absolutely you know you're right there Karina Um, Sasha uh, kiss slap or hug or run away the following winners Mallory doesn't know who these people are I'll answer we'll answer together alright Amber I would kiss her
1: I appreciate that hug has been added to this it's always been there no, it wasn't. Yes, it
0: has. I, I do answer, ask this question every week. I think I know what's on there. Last week it wasn't. It was. I swear it wasn't. You hugged Janet and Elaine. You answered that last week. Uh,
1: <laughs> um, I would say hug Amber and Tony. Hang on.
0: No, no. We're going to do one by one.
1: And Rob and everyone else I will run away from because I don't know who they are.
0: Kiss Amber, hug Tony, um, hug Denise, run away from Tyson. I want to run away from poverty, but I mean, if she's in front of me, you'd probably kiss her with her permission. Uh, Danny, I would do everything except run away, like kiss, slap. No, I wouldn't slap. Hang on a minute. I would kiss and hug her, but I wouldn't slap or run away. Thank you. That's what I meant. I mean, out of the options. Rob, slap him, and then hug him. Uh, and Kim, I have hugged her, and she's kissed me on the cheek. I have video evidence. That is one of the greatest moments of my life. On the cheek, but that counts.
1: Congratulations.
0: Sorry, I have to brag, but come on. It came from Kim.
1: I don't know who these people are. Oh,
0: you are going to watch One World and you're going to be the second person alongside me who loves that season while everyone else hates it. Uh, Deirdre, why edit that clip of Sandra saying a woman was going to win just for Tommy to win? It's like they set up disappointment and it's not even like Tommy's villain. We talked about this before, Deidre. I, cor- I agree. It's dumb. You didn't really have an opinion on that, did you?
1: Still don't. Okay. Uh,
0: Kathy, weird that Sandra is the only winner not with a solo card like the rest who had shots in previews with their names. Her shot was taken from the season out first. I mean, look... I would say we've just had a lot of her this season, but we also had Robin there, I guess. I didn't notice that, Kathy, Don't think she's out first because of that. I wouldn't be surprised if Sandra was voted out first anyway. She's the only one who's won it twice. But, yeah, um, I don't know. The Actually, the other interesting stat that was um, pointed out was that Tommy became the first winner since Natalie, I think it was, to win without ever winning immunity or getting any form of advantage. I believe that was the statistic. So it's been 20 seasons since we've had a winner who never won immunity, never won like an idol or any form of advantage. Like showing once again this stupid notion of a survivor resume. is just put in there for no reason at all. It is a made-up term. You don't need a survivor resume to win. You can win without a survivor resume. Hate that term. Get rid of it. Um, Where are we? Lou. Uh, An iconic trend that has continued on Winners at War Season 40. Season 9, Winner Chris. Season 10, Winner Tom. Season 11, Winner Danny. Season 38, Winner Chris. Season 39, Winner Tom. Season 40, Winner Danny. Like, that's the pattern. I have always said that Danny Boatwright, if there was an all-winner season, would be my favourite to win. I am still putting her out there as a win, and I would... Oh, don't even get me started how excited that would be. Again, we love Kim, we love Danny. Yes. Say the words I love Danny, she is queen, she is great.
1: I love Danny, she is queen, she is great.
0: That's the correct answer. I I love that stat. I saw that on Twitter, actually, so thanks for that, Lou. Uh, For Brona. Fabronia. Sorry, Fabronia. My mother has watched every season and could barely remember most of the recent winners, but can the older winners. She still remembers every winner from the first 10 seasons, but has no clue who Sophie... Well, that's... Don't get me started on that. Wendell and Nick are. Who from the winners do you think most casual? Catch- well, I think we answered this before when dear old Mallory here could only, like, remember five of them. Um,
1: Not even five of them.
0: Sophie, just quickly, is the opposite of everything I was saying before. To me, she is the worst winner in... like oh, okay. Second worst now. Uh... Chris was last season and he was a terrible winner because he only played for like 14 days. But um, yeah, I'm not a Sophie fan. But in all fairness, as I've always said, whenever this season was announced, I hope she changes my mind. I hope she plays well. I hope she can win again or do at least well so I can come out of season 40 and go, okay, I was wrong about Sophie. She's a good player. So as much as I will admit I'm not a fan, I'm open to interpretation there. Selma eggs. Between Survivor season 30 to 39, there have been 67 votes cast for male finalists to win and 17 votes cast for female finalists to win. Just throwing that out there. Look, a portion of that could be, Silma, that the majority of winners in the last 10 seasons were men. Probably just also putting that out there. Um, So, look, that's... I don't know if I really want to touch that one. I think that just comes down to the fact that legitimately we've only had, what, three female winners in the last 10 seasons?
1: With all of the issues that this season has talked about, I don't think that this is an issue that... We need to talk about. To be honest, it is not about their gender. It is about the player, and Ben has already said that this episode, and I do agree with that.
0: Two two female winners in the last ten seasons, is that right? Michelle and Sarah.
1: But yeah, but if.
0: Mike Jeremy, keep talking. I'm just
1: counting. My well, no, no, no. So if out of the last ten seasons, nine seasons, thirty to thirty-nine, ten, is 10. ten seasons. Okay. Mike
0: Jeremy, Mike Jeremy, Michelle, Adam. Sarah and then the rest of the men. We've we only had two female wins this last season. Of course, we're going to have a this huge discrepancy.
1: Well, and generally, the, um, whatchamacallit's, the runners up well. juries have been smaller as well.
0: No, they've actually uh, been bigger, but. but yeah, they're usually. You this
1: season was the biggest.
0: Oh, except for last season, but, um, but this is the, the earliest it started, but generally they're around about this number. So but
1: you'd only need, like, the most votes you need to win is six, which was this season yes yes so if you if you only need six votes to win like the least amount of votes that the females could have had would be 12 in total
0: and i and i think and like and the real important thing there as i keep saying we've only had two female winners and at the point that we said before we've had they're all bl- every single win since um, Nicaragua with the exception of Ghost Island is a blowout we never have close votes anymore so I, I look I, I respect your question I'm glad you sent it into us I'm not trying to talk you down but I think that's just bringing out a stat to create a, a gap that's that's clearly there because we've had seven versus uh, eight men winning and two female winning
1: it's about the player not the winner not the gender
0: <laughs> that, that's like literally turning around and saying the Golden State Warriors have won 500 games of basketball in the last five seasons while the New York Knicks have only won 50 well, the Golden State Warriors have won four, three championships in that period, and the Knicks have b- bottom every single time. Like, it's – that's – yeah. Thank you for your question. I'm not trying to talk down to you, but I don't think that – yeah. Thank you to everyone who's sending listed questions this season and this episode, and very much appreciate you listening and sending them in. We always love hearing viewpoints. Um, I want to thank every single former player we've had on this season. It's been great to get back into this weekly uh, episode. It's been a while since I've done this. I'll admit it hasn't been a great season for me to do it but it's been worth having to sit through this crap to get to next season because my lord I am so excited for next season Mallory thank you for doing this for the last two weeks I realise that uh, it's been a new thing for you but um, I think that you've brought in a great insight and you had a lot of fans out there I had uh, our good friend Chris messaging me during the week asking a little bit more about you which was really nice and clearly um, if the viewers listeners demand it maybe we'll get you on again we said that last week and we got you on a week later so bloody hell you're probably here for the premiere of winners at war who knows
1: Thank you for having me. I'm sorry if this episode was not as exciting as last episode on my front. I just have a hard time having an opinion this this week.
0: It was also a bit rushed because, you know, we've been traveling all day. We're sitting in an airport recording this right now. But um, thank you. Appreciate it. And uh, I look forward to watching season 40 with you.
1: So do I.
0: And a big thanks to Mallory again and a thanks to the Sydney airport for allowing us to sit in there and record because that was a fun experience to be had by every single person. And that's it for Survivor Island of the Idols. It's been a fun time bringing it to you um, for the most part, obviously not the greatest season in the world. But, hey, it's been interesting coming back to recap all things to do with Survivor, at least. And we will at least be back for next season for Winners at War because, you know, it's Winners at War. It's going to be a fantastic season. Uh, just a quick little plug I want to give out there at the moment for another show that is coming soon in 2020 that we're covering. Uh, Colin and Rossi are going to be covering a Total Drama Island, which is an animated parody, basically, of Survivor. So if you've never seen it... It's quite funny and Colin and Rossi will be going over every single episode of that show starting in January. So a fun little announcement that uh, might appeal to many Survivor fans out there. So stay tuned to our website and social media. You'll see that being posted. We of course also have our first reaction episode to Star Wars Rise of Skywalker coming your way in the next 24 hours. Colin and I have seen it, Colin and I have lots of opinions, and this will be our spoiler-free episode with a spoiler episode to come at some point too, which will be a little bit more interesting along the way as well. And still a few more episodes to wrap up 2020, because our 2019, if I even remember the year, that would probably be appropriate ben so uh stay tuned for those episodes coming in the closing days of this year and this decade but thanks for joining us for our survivor island of the idols coverage for 2019 my name is ben i'll speak to you next time good night thank you for listening to the Oz network don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week for more information hit us up at the OZNetwork.net